All right. Welcome back to the Jacks podcast, talking about the journey and experiences of the people that I've met along my journey. And today we have Jane. Jane, I'm so excited to talk with you today and get a little bit of your story so we can share with others because just of what you and I have gotten to talk about, I know that there's so much for you to share with other people along their journey. So if you could just tell us a little bit about whatever you want to share of things that have brought you to where you are today. Thank you for the invitation, Jackie. And it's also been a lovely um, meeting you and talking with you. I've enjoyed it just as much. And and I'm really glad we met. Um, And it's taking away some of my fears of doing this. But yeah, what I really appreciate is, oh, I've been writing about this, finding community, finding my community. I have been looking for community that I relate to especially in real estate for over 35 years thinking aloud i'd mentioned to you that i'm a a verbal processor and so i spitball things while i'm talking (laughs) because messy and i go off on tangents but i'm not the greatest at thinking on my feet so this is hard for me so bear with me peeps my journey started in i'm gonna say with parents that were entrepreneurial and also interested in the arts and they wanted their children to be exposed to the arts they 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 were both from the new york area where there's a lot of culture a lot of different cultures and a lot of culture available and they exposed me to culture and the arts and I spent time going to some museums and and learning about art from books and um, I would draw and uh, I I went to a high school that was pretty progressive and we had art programs there and I had a lot of art classes and was really inspired by those. But my other inspiration was psychology and I was encouraged to go into the sciences and medicine. I also loved that as well. And at that time, the art wasn't really, maybe it's just not respected so much in the United States as as a primary importance. And so that was never encouraged on much of a scale. But I had a really strong interest in it. And... Although I started out in science, I found, wow, this is really great and I love it, but it takes a while to learn science. I thought I need a secondary career and I was being introspective to think about what else could I do as a paying hobby to put me through school as a scientist. And I think I mentioned this strange story to you, but one of the things I liked doing was walking around the neighborhood at dusk when people's lights were on and in the houses. And I ha- I liked looking inside people's houses to see what was inside, what they were doing, what the what their environments looked like. And being a teenager with a really high metabolism, I was like, what's in the refrigerator? And that was like really weird. And I, I thought it's a really weird thing. What is that telling me? And 
I would tell the story like, oh, I'm a peeping Tom. Oh my God. Oh, wait, what am I really focusing on? I'm interested on, about the inside of people, what goes on in their hearts and their minds. And I'm interested in their environment. What is their environment like? And so to me, that translated to interior design. And I didn't really know much. I didn't know any interior designers, but it, it touched my heart. It was, it touched my soul. So it was, a, it became like, oh, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. And so I did end up going to school and got recognized. And I, I was only going to like a associates just as, just as a hobby, but I got recognized and I got encouraged to actually make it a career. And so I had really awesome mentors. This was in Philadelphia. I had really awesome mentors that found me a really good job with other mentors in interior design. And they encouraged me to stay working and to go get a, a degree, a, a bachelor's degree at the university there. The one they recommended to me was Drexel University, which is an engineering school. There, I learned both residential and commercial design, and I was introduced to, to real estate. I took real estate classes, and so I really studied environment, and that was in the 80s in the big boom of commercial real estate and the high-rise buildings, and I could go on about that story, but at that time in the 80s, I, I was really interested in architecture and, and real estate. And I was also interested in residential, but that wasn't encouraged in the community I was in. So I stuck with commercial and it was really booming the commercial stuff. But on the side, I was interested in investing and found some a course. Some people my age might remember Carlton Sheets. And that was a, a real estate course that was teaching probably the no money down way to get involved in real estate back then. And it was a, a big old notebook because computers weren't, weren't popular then for the public and everything had to be done by hand. So you had to get the newspaper, you had to drive over to the courthouses and get the information and so it was pretty, a lot of legwork, a lot of dull, boring legwork to do the research. And the other thing I mentioned was, although I understood the concepts and felt really comfortable with the subject matter, the part that was missing for me was the finance and the networking. And we didn't have the networking resources that are available to us today with the internet. I, that was my stumbling block. I didn't have those resources in my network and did not know how to reach out. And that seemed to be the stumbling block over the years whenever I tried to get interested in it was really finding the networking part. And I kept my eye out in the background for community and recently I, I tried a few other programs last year became let me backtrack after doing interior design commercial interior design I decided I wanted to try residential and I found that, that was really where my joy was 
I I changed cities and state and changed careers involved in residential design. I got involved in antique antique acquisitions and really changed my focus. And I'm getting lost in my story. This is hard. <laughs> no worries. I, I just because I know a little bit of your story, I'd love to hear how you tie it in with your experience with Airbnb. Okay, so I'm living in a college town, and and I have collections from being in the antique, an antique dealer, antiques and arts and furnishings. I have a collection of stuff and I created my own environment. And part of my plan was to have, I guess, what we now maybe call house hacking and have a border in my home. So I did not find a roommate in my town because there aren't adult roommates. And I, I wasn't really interested in, in an undergraduate as a roommate and I had decided to do a furnished room and because I have so I'm like somebody would appreciate nice furnishings and fast forward to not finding a roommate but having a nice furnished room and the market really changing to where there it's hard to market a room for rent if you're not a student and you're not necessarily in a town that supports business there's not many adults looking for a roommate i eventually had heard about airbnb and was looking for a way to bridge that gap between having a roommate and what i liked about airbnb was that they what is the word will re review the past like they vet the guests they vet the guests because i that was the struggle for me was really having quality people apply and I, I really wasn't having success finding someone who was of the same mindset or lifestyle. I'm an interior designer, which means I'm really fussy about my living space. Right. And it's really important. And, I, and I'm like things quiet and peaceful at home. I like control in my space and so it wasn't so easy to find somebody I was compatible with but I was chatting I was chatting with a neighbor who saying that I was really in this predicament with needing to have a roommate but really not finding success and was invited to a dinner party where the other couple actually had some airbnbs and they were very encouraging and said oh yeah invite me over and i can look at your place and give you an idea maybe maybe mentor you or whatever and so i invited her over and she's oh you should just try it the way it is and i was like really so i was like okay i'll go for it so I had not been a member of Airbnb, so I was unfamiliar with their website. And I, I just started signing up because I'm an action person. And so when I'm ready or I set my mind to something, I'm like, okay, let me take some action. So uh, I'm, I'm filling out everything on the website. It was quite daunting. 
And I, I didn't finish. And I sat one down one evening and, and started working on it. And, and next thing, before I even finished, I had reservations for my Airbnb and I'm like, oh my God, this went live. And I was not expecting that. (laughs) I was like, oh crap. And I saw that there was a penalty for canceling your reservations. And I had two reservations that had popped up and I don't know, it was a couple days. I I don't even know if I checked Um, because I didn't know it was live. So um, instead of quitting, I was like, I'm taking on this challenge. And, and so I, a, a friend helped me get things like the locks changed. And I don't remember what else we did, but for two weeks, I had two weeks to, to get things ready. And long story short, we worked around the clock for two weeks getting the details ready and as i mentioned to you jackie i had those two reservations the guests came and they were very pleased and i've gotten all five stars that was a year ago i've gotten all five star reviews for four to five star reviews for my guests my friend that was helping me was like that's your superpower being like this anyway i've been in in some dark places in my life I mentioned to Jackie for the interview that I it was one thing I really don't want to talk about is the dark nights of the soul that I've had and this experience with Airbnb just lifted me up it breathed new life into me and I, last night the name Lazarus came to mind at some bible story all I knew is that Lazarus was raised from the dead. And I, I don't know, that came to me last night when I was doing some mindset work. And um, I looked it up today. And it was when you least expect things, sometimes really great things are in store. And there's a saying about don't give up before the miracle happens. And last year, starting that Airbnb and getting back into interior design and having people really what I put together and enjoying their stay here, it raised me from the dead. It raised me from the dead. And it was a really awesome year last year. And I was so excited. And this year, Airbnb has not been as good to me, but it's okay because other things that make me look into other things. As I was setting up business for this unexpected Airbnb success that I had, I I happened to come across Pace Morby. And the same week that I came across him, there was the Gator, a Gator workshop. And I was like, oh, let me check that out. I was so intrigued and struck by lightning. <laughs> this was the community that I had looked for for 35 years. And I was thinking, I think I'd shared with you, Jackie, that I tried, I tried some other real estate communities recently, but I, I didn't find that they really had community and they didn't really have the connections for the rest of the business. It was, oh, join us and you'll learn maybe our secrets, but 
there was no connection. Okay, what good is knowledge if you can't take action? And I thought if these people were so successful and saying that, oh, we don't have enough people to help us out. There's so much work. There's so much business out there. I thought if, if there's so much business and you've learned how to make all this money, why aren't you? And maybe for some people, the having the funds to purchase the properties or renovate them. If, if they're being so successful, why weren't they bankrolling people to help them get deals and work with the deals? So I was like, I, I just don't think that those programs were legit enough for what I was looking for. And when I heard about everything that Pace's community was involved with, I was like, ooh, maybe this is what I'm looking for. Maybe this is the real deal. So I decided to take a risk and, and see if it fit those needs. And it was really scary. It was really scary jumping in. It was overwhelming. And a lot of the mindset things that I am now working on were like coming up all the fear and should I do this? Is this real? Um, Am I going to be taken advantage of and all that, which is part of, part of business being able to discern and sometimes one makes mistakes, but, but I was like, I'm of an age where there's not a lot of years ahead. And I've, I have, I've had a passion in my heart that this is where I've wanted to put effort in and I've not had the right, I don't know if community again is the right word, but it's what's in my mind the right circumstances, community, that the resources. I just didn't have all the ingredients passed. And so when I saw all the ingredients in a basket in, in this Pace Morby community, I was like, I want to check it out. So that's what I've been doing for the last couple months. That's amazing, Jane. And just a couple things I want to touch on. I think there's like a theme with what you've shared so far and of just being able to take action no matter what happens. It's something that holds a lot of people back is just not being willing to go forward and understanding that you may fall, but you're going to get back up. And even with your determination with the Airbnb stuff, there are people that have that personality where in, in that situation, they may have canceled on those guests just because they felt like they weren't ready. But then there's those people that are like, like, there's nothing, my hands are tied. Like it's now or never, I, I got to do this. And for you to be willing to take that jump and just try it out. And another thing too, that I think is really big about your story is just like you said, community. And that is definitely a common theme with the people that I've been meeting is just like, a lot of people join different mentorships or real estate programs or any sort of type of thing where it is it it has information but it's lacking that community and it's lacking that motivation to take those action steps forward and so that's the joy of being where we are and as you mentioned pace i think even just doing this podcast with you right now i'm in the same situation of i didn't see myself being here as quickly as I am here now, but to have that push of why aren't you? What's holding you back? What's stopping you? Like we say, do it messy, do it scared, do it imperfect. 
I think there's so much beauty in that because people can see the rawness of just putting yourself out there and we're all learning and growing as we go. So I think that's really special and I'm just so glad to have met you and I'm glad that we could have this conversation today. I do wanna just ask you another question if you wouldn't mind sharing maybe a book or some resource that has been really big for you in your life. I'd love to hear it. One of, as you were saying, and thank you for the feedback. I really appreciate that. Brene Brown is my recent author mentor and she's really made, I think probably a, a splash in, in her public life doing a TEDx talk about vulnerability. And that's what we're doing right now. We're being vulnerable. Yes. And she helped me be able to do this, to do this podcast and to use digital media to be working on my business and to be able to speak again to people because I was pretty shut down and had been hiding and that's what I learned last night in the mindset. What is my go to feel, to feel like I can survive? And I've been hiding and I'm learning to live out loud. That's, I think, a, the name of another book, but I haven't read it, but I've been trying to follow those principles. And that means I'm a recovering perfectionist <laughs> and being able to do it messy is, takes a lot of strength when you're a recovering a perfectionist. Anyway, the subtitle of the book is The Quest for True Belonging and the Courage to Stand Alone. And so that's what the book is about. It's about being willing to be vulnerable and having faith that going out and being in your authentic self. And that is what I'm learning to do is to be my authentic self out loud in public. I love that. And what is the name of the book again? It's Brene Brown, Braving the Wilderness. Braving the Wilderness. She has several books. Any of them are awesome. I've read at least four or five of them. Some of them have similar repetitive themes that she goes into in different depths, but they're all awesome. They're all really easy to read. Maybe there's something on the back. I think I'll read out loud. True belonging is not about fitting in, pretending, or making people around us comfortable because that's safer. The four practices of true belonging require us to be vulnerable, get uncomfortable, and learn how to be with people without sacrificing who we are and what we value. That's huge. So I think that's giving me a, a foundation for how to develop my business. I'm so excited for you, Jane. And I'm just, I'm so proud of you because even just, we met more recently, but I feel like even within a couple of days time, I can tell, as you mentioned, you're genuinely working on yourself and improving yourself daily. And I think that's the best thing that we can do for ourselves is just to live each day getting 1% better. Because over time, that's the biggest impact that we have on ourselves. If we just take it one step at a time, little by little, every day, we're going to get to where we want to be. And we're, the growth never ends. 
And I think just going along the journey, being open to what the universe has in store for us and the people that we meet along the way and just being open, saying yes to opportunity because everything lies on the other side of opportunity. Absolutely. I think you're an old soul, Jackie. I appreciate it. (laughs) I feel blessed. I feel like I, this is why I want to do what I'm doing because to know what I know at my age, I feel like I wish everyone was getting this. And I think it's very common for people to think, oh, once you hit a certain age, then it all makes sense. And it's why can't we make it make sense a little earlier? Because we're always figuring things out. But to, to at least get to an understanding of there's more to life than just the surface and being able to go deeper and experience life that was truly meant to be experienced. And to have people around you to do it with and share it with that are, you know, kindred spirits, meaningful companions, positive things. Exactly. Jane, thank you so much for coming on today and just being willing to be open and and vulnerable. As you said, I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate it. I know it's not easy, but I hope that doing this is a way that we're both learning from each other and growing together. So I'm so excited for your journey and we definitely will be staying in touch. Thank you, Jackie. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Jane.